It's pink pill time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with the Keys community and all our friends. The fun it'll never end. It's pink pill time. How's everybody doing? Season two, episode three of the Pink Pill. I'm your host, Ethan Lorian, joined up here right now by Jake Prins uh, with Alt Anonymous coming up quickly. Um, before we move on to Jake, Alt, how you doing? I'm doing excellent, fam. I'm ready for some uh, pink pilling and excited to dive into Universal Pages, one of my platforms. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for thanks for asking, and it's, it's great to be back here. Uh, I really like the new intro, man. Awesome. <laughs> well, not all of us can be professional basketball players. Some of us are small-time <laughs> guitar players. Really cool. I like it. I appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. Uh, hopefully we get Vlad up here in a minute. Um, so I think just out of um, respect to everybody who might be listening to, it, listening to this who doesn't know who Jake is, because Jake is one of our featured guests today from Universal Page, um, Jake, a former professional basketball player based in the Netherlands, that's like uh, it really kind of, I guess, interesting highlight that I like to bring out there. But the main reason he's on here is not his basketball career. Um, senior web developer with an expertise in front-end development. He's launched a lot of interesting products. Is a fantastic writer, Jake, by the way. I don't think you get enough credit for that. And most recently has judged on the Luxo Build-Up Hackathon. Um, so I just wanted to get that out of the way right away to anyone who's listening. But Jake, how's it been recently? How are you doing? Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm doing, uh, doing very well. Uh, we were making a ton of progress with with Universal Page, uh, but also yeah with the uh, with the hackathon uh, and being as a as a judge, which was uh, very very interesting. I've seen different projects uh, coming by, a lot of interesting stuff, uh, a, a lot of projects. I didn't expect there would would be that many participants that actually uh, submitted a, a working product. Uh, so that way, so I'm seeing a lot of cool uh, developments in the Luxo ecosystem. Uh, it's been very different since like the the first uh, first weekly pink pills, but also before that and like the first uh, hackathon. Um, a lot of things has changed. A lot of uh, yeah, nice uh, nice improvements on the the side of Luxo in terms of tools and standards and documentation. Uh, so yeah, it's really an excited exciting time. And uh, yeah, with with Universal Page in in particular, it's it's going uh, pretty well. Uh, in terms of uh, yeah, yeah, improvements, new features, things that we have launched. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about uh, about the future of not only the ecosystem and also this uh, this project itself. Uh, since you mentioned the future, mentioned the future of the ecosystem. You know, we're just coming off DevCon. Um, obviously, I was not able to attend it. I don't think you attended either, Jake. But we did see some pretty interesting marketing going on from the Luxo team down there. Uh, do you have any thoughts relative to that? Well, it, it was just cool to see, right? It was uh, indeed some interesting marketing uh, going on, but uh, yeah, I wish I was was, was able to go there. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, very curious to see if we can uh, see the talk of uh, Fabian Vogelsteller that that he did there. Uh, I think there were some recordings, so I don't know if you know anything about that. Will we will we see what he presented there anytime soon? Great question. Um, that might be one that Alt could answer, but I'm not sure if if um, oh god, now the name of it is slipping. It's totally slipping my mind. If that um, smaller kind of side conference 
like one of the smaller side areas that he was was recording or not. Alt, do you have an idea on that? That I'm not sure about. Um, there was a rumor that it was going to get recorded, but I, I don't know. I think I saw that it was getting recorded. It's a uh, shelling point. Pretty sure I saw somewhere. Thanks. They Rob. have Thanks like they the gap. they have their last year stuff recorded. So I assume so. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I'll be interested to see if anything new came out of that, or if it's more of just educating on the base principles of what Luxo has to offer and universal profiles. You know, as we kind of march down the road towards mainnet here, and again, mainnet is like the white whale in Moby Dick. Um, <laughs> a lot of projects are looking to build and then launch shortly after mainnet, which I know is a goal, a stated goal of universal page. And now um, between yourself and Vlad, um, you guys have really pushed a lot of updates for it since the original vision. So um, I don't know. Like you said, I think it'll be really interesting to see that talk come out. I do see that we have, you know, coming out of um, that DevCon meeting, there's definitely more voices than there has ever been speaking on behalf of Luxo, loudly about Luxo, at least from the team perspective as well. Um, so I thought that was really kind of an interesting progress forward. Can we get an invite for Vlad? I uh, sent him one. Oh, did you? Maybe Vlad doesn't know how to operate his phone. <laughs> I can only say that because he can't talk right now. Well, maybe he has a Twitter on desktop. I don't think you can join as a speaker on uh, if you're on desktop, right? No, you can't. with the mobile app. Can the devs do something? <laughs> yeah, please. If we were going to write that letter, that should have been strongly worded and at least a week and a half ago. Okay, well, while we wait for Vlad, so um, like I said, Jake, uh, I guess there's so much to talk about here. If people don't know you, you're a pretty interesting dude, but like Universal Page is obviously an interesting project and that's probably like, I think the meat of this entire interview. But I want to highlight right at the outset because you really are a fantastic writer. You have a great way of getting uh, your information across. You have your blog post, uh, you have your blog, which has, again, spoken of, of, I think, a number of topics that are outside of blockchain development, just it, it followed your kind of path as a developer in general. And then most recently, you put out a blog post, just, I think it was a blog post, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, kind of talking about um, NFT 2.0 and kind of where do you see that going? Um yeah, 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 indeed. It was a neat blog post. First of all, yeah, thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Uh, I wasn't born as a as a good writer. It was just, uh, yeah, basically how it goes with all kinds of uh, skills is just uh, trying to write a lot and over time improve. Uh, and uh, yeah, at, at some point things are starting to get better and better. And then, uh, yeah, it can be useful, especially now. Indeed, I've I've, I've written some blogs uh, mostly about uh, development and some technical stuff. Uh, just using developers with tutorials and um, yeah, those kinds of things. Uh, and now I've written a couple of uh, about, um, uh, first of all, about uh, smart blockchain accounts, how I think that those are going to be uh, yeah, very important in yeah, the future of Web3, so meaning universal profiles. Uh, so that uh, became an interesting article. And yeah, the one about the, the NFTs 2.0, it's, for me, it also helps. Like when I'm writing an article, I really need to under, understand everything and trying to 
put all that information. Usually I start out with a lot of different things that I put out and then I'm trying to remove all the things that are not necessary and try to yeah, kind of make a summer, summary about the whole, the whole story. Uh, and yeah, with, Unifer, uh, with uh, NFTs 2.0, uh, I think there's not yet a lot of content around uh, uh, this, this subject. We have the documentation, of course, uh, of Lux, but I also hope that yeah, more people will try to, to write in a, in a more uh, yeah, easy way to understand it kind of way uh, about these, these topics. Uh, because, of course, we want these standards to be adopted by a, by a wide audience. Uh, and therefore, yeah, we need to kind of help them introduce them to these uh, to these standards and explain to them why uh, necessary. Um, so yeah, if you want, I can yeah, I can kind of sum it a little bit. Uh, and yeah, also for Universal Page, we only support uh, NFTs 2.0. Uh, and yeah, I think we're the first marketplace that that does that. Um, and why that is important is. Like the, the old standards, like the most used standard is the ERC uh, 721. Um, and to be honest, what is on chain is not much more than just a representation of incremental token IDs uh, without any proper metadata or asset representation. And uh, the most important thing or a very important aspect of NFTs, I think are the creators. Uh, that's with any creation or with art, uh, like, for example, a painting. I mean, some paintings get, get sold for like tens of millions of dollars. Uh, that's not going to happen if you don't know who's the one that has, has painted the painting, right? The creator, especially in art, is very a very important aspect. And with these old standards, they're not, uh, they're not, there's not really an on-chain reference to who these people are, who the creators are. And with these new standards, there are there is this new like key value store that allows to yeah, attach uh, a lot more information. So not only information about the NFT itself, but also about the creators. And yeah, this opens the door to a lot more yeah, flexibility and a lot more, yeah, I think, yeah, a more mature um, yeah, way of do, uh, creating NFTs. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically like, like the main that I think is very important about NFTs to zero, uh, but also, yeah, there are, other aspects as well, like that you're able to update metadata. Um, yeah, just the flexibility of a lot of these standards, I think they're going to be a, a game changer. Yeah, let's take that in part. So the first thing I know on Twitter over the past couple, maybe let's say 40, there's been a lot of chirping about royalties and perpetual royalties going back to creators. And when we think about royalties, yeah. like a lot of times we're thinking just about the purely economic royalties that go back to creators and not necessarily even about all the other values that are connected to um, understanding who the creator of an asset is. And NFT 2.0 enables that. Am I correct? Uh, yes, indeed, because there is, um, it's also standardized <clears throat> to have like an, uh, as before creators uh, key inside your metadata. Um, like with the old, standards you only had basically the the public key of the owner like that the the wallet that has created the the uh, now is the owner of the contract but that doesn't say anything about who is behind that uh, right that you could also be like the developer that deployed the contract doesn't doesn't say much so it's really also the, the combination of now having, being able to 
yeah, reference uh, multiple uh, uh, multiple addresses, uh, but also those addresses being universal profiles. So there's really a profile attached to it um, with with a name and a face. Like this is a way to build up a brand, to build up a on-chain reputation. Uh, and with old standards, yeah, the only thing that you have is is, is your your ID, your token ID. Contract itself, it only has a name and a symbol. Uh, so yeah, that's very very simple. But uh, that is not really, um, yeah, that there's not much else that is referenced on chain. So all other information is pretty much outside of the contract and lives on uh, centralized marketplaces or on other places that could uh, yeah, be gone two or three years from now. And then you're left with just, yeah, not a lot of information with the, with the thing that you own. Um, and yeah, to come back to those royalties, um, <clears throat> we are also providing a way for yeah, uh, creators to uh, customize their royalties and yeah, add their universal profile addresses. And uh, yeah, they, they could be distributed to multiple universal profiles. So if you work together with like three people on a, on a piece and uh, one has been working quite a lot, so they could maybe like a 2% and the other two get both 1%, you can have that flexibility and I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite proud of that we're doing it that way because I think that should really be up to the creator because the creators are so important in this space. Uh, if we're going to take away their, their, yeah, their power, their, their way of getting uh, royalties, it's not going to be that attractive to still release their work as NFTs and use blockch blockchains. Uh, that's why I also tweeted out yesterday when I saw the tweet about the Magic Eden, the, the marketplace on, on uh, Solana remove their uh, way of uh, you know, royalties and how uh, basically the buyer can optionally say if they want to give royalties or not. Uh, and yeah, we're basically trying to, with, with Universal Pays, basically empower uh, creators and yeah, to build their customized uh, web pages and their customized NFT store, but also to customize uh, yeah, their royalties because real, yeah, royalties reward these creators for, for building good things as NFTs. And it's one of the appealing aspects that inspired many artists to use blockchains to sell their work. So I think we should empower them and not discourage them. Um, and yeah, let them decide basically. I, oh, go ahead, Alt. I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say the, uh, the, the royalties to multiple wallets concept like is really, really cool. Um, yeah, because finding ways to make it more sustainable, inclusive and, and fair for it. You know, even within that aspect of royalties is, is really interesting to me because even even imp implementing that into a DAO structure can be cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I definitely think royalties are needed and the fact that they can be customizable is really good um, because the big brands, they're definitely coming in, right? And they're going to want those royalties. Like even for instance, like Nike, they lose like, you know, $600 million a year in counterfeiting, right? Which blockchain will help solve that. But then they also like, I mean, all these high-end luxury brands, most of their things are sold at a price point and then resold on the secondary for like four to five times that price over and over and over and over. And they never get a cut of that. Right? Even if that comes in, it might seem like, oh, no, we don't want royalties. We don't, we don't want to pay those. But it's actually going to make everything else so much more valuable because then that's going to be attractive to these big brands too. Indeed, we we don't need to forget about that. We really, this whole ecosystem is built on the people that are yeah creating and building these things, right? So uh, I think it's uh, it's it's good for the ecosystem 
if if they get rewarded in a in a good and in a fair way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really also like uh, the whole uh, fact that we are now supporting those those uh, royalties with multiple uh, wallets. It's really thanks to Vlad. Vlad has been implementing that, uh, so I, I can't take much much credit for that. Um, so just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, I, I think actually it's uh, um, it's a, also a good point to uh, state that uh, the way we, at least current situation, the way we, the way how we implemented, is that it's uh, the metadata of the contract of the asset. It's not that um, our contracts or marketplace enforcing any sort of royalties. They're actually integrating them with a specific way we um, encoded royalties. So that's why, let's say, you know, if creator um, creator actually only one who can change or set those royalties because they effectively set in, you know, the, those uh, key values on a contract by themselves uh, because they are uh, owner and creator of the asset itself. So um, it's it's we probably <laughs> we don't know. Uh, I think we will we will try to. Uh, propose eventually to Laxo um, to have this standardized. So, like, if any other smart marketplaces come out uh, or any other, I guess, applications, they can leverage the same uh, standard for royalties uh, for both LSPC and LSPA. Vlad, what I appreciate about you guys <clears throat> and Vlad, hello. Um, you kind of hopped into the conversation, and I just wanted to make sure that we said hi. Uh, that's more pleasure and less work. Um, what I appreciate about you guys is is you very you care about what the community wants and what the community thinks. Uh, I know Vlad, you've reached out to me personally a couple times just to pick my brain as a collector, like what I might want from an NFT or what I might want from a uh, marketplace or how I might go and actually purchase something or offer a trade. And I think that's so important, right? So many of the marketplaces we have, so many of the things that we do really gained a lot of user traction, but it was just whatever the developers at the time thought we might want. And I think you guys are taking a really interesting approach where you're actually asking the users you want and then trying to bring that back toward, um, I don't know, bring it into the universal page product. And what I, what I think is interesting too is, uh, and I want to make this distinction, you know, you have creators that can make these LSP sevens or eights, these NFT 2.0s on from their own universal profile. And at some point we might be able to buy them from each other's universal profile, but I'm pretty sure you guys are developing an open NFT marketplace as well. Is that correct? Am I wrong in thinking that? No, no, that, that is indeed uh, correct. Uh, but I think that, uh, I think you're, you're referring to the, the buyable NFT standard that uh, Fabian has mentioned a couple of times. Uh, but that is still something that I think lies somewhere in the future. Uh, they haven't started working on that. Uh, and yeah, once once Luxo gets to mainnet, which should be very close, um, there's not really an, a different way to um, uh, yeah to, to sell your NFTs to someone else. So that's why we're having that open marketplace. And really our, the value that we bring is that we have, besides the open marketplace, you could also sell from your customizable page and have your own NFT storefront. And we provide a lot of value with, 
yeah, putting you in control about how things look and how things, uh, yeah, what kind of NFTs you want to show or not want to show or how you want to group them together or whatever. Um, so that's one aspect. And yeah, from the, uh, the, the open marketplace aspect, there is also a lot of things that are going on that uh, I'm not sure yet how they're going to solve it once you have this uh, yeah, viable NFT standard. Uh, because there's also a lot of things like if you want to get notified, for example, for when a uh, when an NFT that you put on for sale is sold, uh, there's a lot of things in the background that we are running. Like we are uh, yeah, subscribing to events. Uh, then there will be uh, an email that can be sent to you to notify you. There are notifications inside the app itself, like the whole user experience. Uh, that is where the real value lies. And that is not something that you could just turn on in a day that is really uh, a lot of uh, a lot of time and a lot of hard work uh, to get that user experience uh, right so even if you could directly sell from one universal profile to the other you still need to use some sort of platform that is providing this good uh, user experience um, i don't know Vlad, if you have to have something to add to that no i think it covered um, because indeed we have a lot um a lot of work that, that is not visible <laughs> to people uh, and uh, contracts obviously will be open sourced. So obviously anyone can, uh, you know, review them for, you know, uh, any issues or whatever uh, the like. Um, but uh, what we, the main principle, I think we are trying to operate as well as a heaven product as a universal page, but also um, the rest of the marketplace as much as possible be uh, standardized open source and accessible by anyone else. So I think once we get to the mainnet, uh, we can probably, uh, I mean, we will open source it, but also open um, at least access to the issues, such as people can um, contribute if they like to make some modifications or improvements. So we are then to, you know, integrate with anyone who, you know, willing to uh, and scale this to, um, to people, um, to whatever, you know, makes sense. Cause we still, you know, we don't have maintenance, so we're still pretty early, um, in, in the Luxor, uh, ecosystem. So there, I'm sure there are still a lot of learnings to do. Yeah. It's so interesting because we're pre mainnet, <clears throat> you know, we're making a point to talk to the builders in this space, to try to get a sense for what's coming, to get their perspectives on how they think, you know, um, how they think this ecosystem will begin to bloom once it really opens up. <clears throat> and in this case of like, just to rephrase what, what Jake said previously, we have like an NFT storefront, like a customizable NFT storefront that creators could, can create. And that is really, I think the, the base of the product page, right? Um, if you're a creator and you're using this, uh, this platform, you, you can use it as your, your, your main location for your, your, let's say your, your business enterprises. Um, but what I'm, as we move on to the next point, which is the, or the next thing, which was this open marketplace, you know, Ethereum right now, it, it, because I'm located in Ethereum and I don't use Solana much, Ethereum has many different marketplaces that have popped up and a lot are competing, um, you know, for obviously market share and users and network effect. Like, what are some of the, the main 
um, user experience points, Jake or Vlad, that you guys are focusing on that you think that users will want? And one of the reasons why like you think you're, you'll gain this network effect or some market share from users, like, I don't know, maybe I'm not phrasing it right. Like, how is your product going to deliver the exit? I, as a user, I'm like, hell yes, this is what I want. Well, there are a couple of things that are, uh, are different. Uh, first of all, we're only supporting the NFTs 2.0 uh, standards, so the LSP7 and LSP8. Uh, and we're, uh, I guess, the first marketplace that you can use with universal profiles. Uh, and of course, the first that you can use on, on Luxo. Uh, but yeah, really your universal profile and those new, new standards, uh, that is something that you're uh, not going to see on other chains uh, very quickly. Like for us, <clears throat> the like the customizable aspect, like uh, they're basically three core values that we're trying to provide with this product. Uh, like the first one is to, um, yeah, basically create your own little yeah, link for all your links. So you can use your universal profile as your web three version of, of Linktree or bio.link or bio.me, I don't know. There are a lot of these these web two providers uh, that allow to create your little website with a bunch of links to all your different socials. Uh, and yeah, you can do that with your universal profile. You just attach all your links to your profile and then you set up this free customized uh, page that you can link to and you can put that on your Twitter bio or uh, wherever you want to link that to. Uh, and like the second value is that NFT storefront. So now you're going to uh, not only showcase, but also sell uh, your digital assets directly from your page. And um, yeah, like the, the main value is for brands or for creators, like the NFT marketplaces, they list uh, a huge variety of, of NFTs like like art or in-game items or digital fashion. Um, <clears throat> but creators and brands don't always want to be with their, their NFTs in the same marketplace where the work is sitting next to completely different items from completely different people. So creators are right now missing a place where they can connect directly to their audience and have like full control over how things look and how uh, their digital items are listed. Uh, so yeah, there you for you can use universal page uh, to build your customized storefront for selling these digital assets. It's basically like a Shopify for NFTs. And that is yeah great for creators and brands who want to have their own branded place, shows their assets exactly how they want uh, and how they want it to look. And um, that could lead to like um, yeah, something that, that is not being offered quite a lot at this point. So yeah, if you have these universal page links oh, in your Twitter, bios uh, that might lead to more people who uh, have a page like that um, but yeah this works uh, also very well for people who already have a great audience uh, because then they can just link to that page and you don't go to uh, a separate market page or you're not going to uh, yeah, navigate away to some other nfts or get distracted or anything you can just link only to your stuff but there are also people who don't have a big audience and when they put something up for sale uh, yeah, maybe they don't get a lot of traffic to their customized page. So that's one of the reasons why we also choose to have this open NFT marketplace uh, there as well, so that there is also a way for these assets that you put up for sale, that these are also discoverable. And like that we also have a place uh, for these people to, uh, yeah, let their NFTs be sold uh, and yeah, discover new ways, uh, discover new NFTs. And yeah, we're we're still quite early with this. 
Um, we got a core functionality working, but yeah, we still need to look for ways like how we're going to make this very interesting and very easy to use and make it easy for people to discover new uh, new NFTs. And so uh, I don't know if that covers <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And I also, we, I think we mentioned a little bit, but I think it also reinforces what Jake just said. Uh, the point I, I made previously is that um, we also trying to, uh, you know, provide value to to creators, right? So, uh, not necessarily everyone is technical, especially when it comes down to, especially you know, like a brand new blockchain. <laughs> um, so we we do have uh, some, like I would say. A little steps, but they're already functional uh, to uh, help people to upload and, you know, produce effectively um, assets on, 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 on uh, now Luxfell 16, but we're actually in the minute as well. Um, so that people can create, you know, their own LSP7, LSP8, configure them, you know, including, including this royalties section and topic we discussed and, and more. Um, so it's sort of becoming a, a one-stop shop for you know creators and even people who already have us. And I think that's also important why we will try our best to you know, contribute contribute back to LSP uh, you know, lots of proposals as well as propose more to make sure that if there are, uh, and there are already <laughs> we've seen several products on Luxo which um, may like to integrate with uh, kind of same. Um, standards such as that uh, basically users will will capture value from multiple products so for example like if there is a better asset sort of creator of some sort i don't know um they could create there and then they would suddenly just log in um with this sign with ethereum method um on the universal profile uh universal page product and their assets just uh, suddenly appear in their um uh, page. Um, so I think that's another um, hidden sort of and core value of universal profile that you know we can have multiple products as long as we have a, um, as long as we are agree and fine with standards, uh, we will have um, sort of seamless experience about it. And just like to add to that that there's also like a lot of just extra features that were just built because they are helpful for the for the Luxo community. So not only like creating these assets, but also like transferring nfts to a different universal profile it's just nice to have a great ui that as soon as you type the universal profile address and it's correct it, it fetches the profile da data so you correct it you can see uh to which person you're sending this nft or maybe another profile that you own uh like sending some looks to a different address which is uh um sometimes useful um we're probably going to look into if you want to burn any nft or like uh, if you're searching for certain universal profiles, we're, we're having a lot of like additional little features that are sometimes a little bit hidden, but are just built because it's useful uh, for for the community. So that's you know we're we're that's kind of one of the the benefits of that we're really lean and just the two of us uh, also really engage in the community that we can yeah if something is helpful or something is just cool we're just going to uh, going to build it and I think it's also benefit of uh, uh, if you compare it to like the established marketplaces, you already mentioned like on Ethereum, but yeah, just like we just talked about the royalty discussion, which was kind of coming from the that Solana marketplace, that Magic Eden. Like I think one of the reasons that they they did that was uh, they are they recently raised another one hundred and thirty million dollars from VC investors, 
uh, that is basically a strategy that you take, like you're going all the way or it's all or nothing, basically. So if you're too scared to lose a bit of market uh, market share, uh, then you're just going to do the thing. Yeah, um, our, our only benefit uh, growth. And uh, yeah, sometimes you just forget to listen to the users or to the actual creators. And that's one of the benefits that, that we have that we focus on the things that we think are cool and build that or really listen to people and yeah, be very agile. And uh, yeah, we're, we're completely independent uh, and, and working completely bootstrapped. And I think that's actually a, yeah, a nice uh, benefit. Yeah, I, <clears throat> having that community first mindset because really, I think <clears throat> like most projects in this space right now, sorry, they are, <clears throat> most of the projects that we hear about are from community members that are just trying to build in the community, right? We're all part of this community. Um, I love that because it takes into account the fact that community itself is also very much interested in achieving maybe one of the core missions of Luxo, which is getting a better user experience, right? Getting a better user experience in totality. Um, so just those simple things, whether it be transferring a few Lux between universal profiles or transferring an NFT, the more that we can abstract away some of the nuts and bolts of that blockchain experience and make it feel very, I don't know, safe, let's call it safe, then more people are going to interact and use this, um, you know, use this software that's being developed here. And I guess on that line, just as you go in and you start to create a universal page, like one thing that you guys have captured right away, which I think is really interesting and nice, is you allow the users within universal page to kind of select um, an interface that is comfortable for them. So if they are comfortable with like an OpenSea style format, you could go with that. If you're comfortable with more of a Pinterest style format, you could select something like that. Um, there's even some more, I think, mobile focused uh, templates that people can use for universal page. And I know Vlad has a background in mobile development as well. So I guess given what I'm saying here, like, are you developing with an eye towards meeting the user where they're at on their mobile phones, right? Versus the desktop experience. Is that something in your roadmap? I'm just really curious guys. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely um, like all the screens <laughs> long-term. Uh, I think we just need to get more clarity uh, on uh, mobile kind of plan from lots team specifically. Um, you know, we, we, we do know there is uh, iOS app, um, and I'm sure there is like, I mean, there is a GitHub, <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of, um, kind of uh, yet to see, uh, how exactly uh, it works. Uh, but, uh, from contract perspective and universal profiles and, and like the core, uh, sort of value of Laxo and, you know, the actual like standards, I don't, I don't think there is any reason for it not to be functioning um, and uh, to be uh, really clear, I, I think we can definitely roll out something that on mobile, both iOS and Android, obviously um, captures core values of our product um, pretty quick. Um, it's just, uh, you just need to know, obviously, the uh, get more clarity on, the, on the, like the technology that is uh, behind integration for Universal Profile. Because once again, right, the main focus, the main value here is that 
for end customers, it should it should be like seamless experience, right? So they should not be feeling any um, major or even minor, hopefully, um, uh, hiccups or headaches uh, regarding interacting with a blockchain. Um, yeah, so I, I think that that's basically the main um, goal. So I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, and, and even though uh, at this point it's not possible to log in with your universe profile on, on mobile, uh, like from a UI perspective, it, it's already very responsive. Even the, the editor of the universal page yeah, could be scaled down to, uh, to a mobile view. Uh, even though you yeah you can't really use it at this point, it's already there uh, because yeah we we really focus on user experience, uh, and of course the pages themselves need to be um, yeah f- fully responsive because it will be viewed on a mobile uh, on a mobile screen, um, and yeah to come back to the to your your note about the the templates that you could now choose uh, that was yeah added pretty recently so because over the over time i've been adding a lot of new settings uh, that you can put for your page uh, and on one hand it will give you a lot more uh, flexibility and a lot more options and you can create your own customized page but on the other hand the user experience is a little bit yeah uh, i say a little bit more complex with each new setting if you're just wanting to do something really quick um, so that's why I thought, all right, I'm just going to use this own editor and change a couple of settings and then I'm going to save those settings and yeah, add them basically as templates. So if you get started, uh, if you just want to select one of these templates, that's fine. And all it does is just applying those settings that you can already achieve by yourself. If you just start from scratch with just a blank page, you could create these just using the settings of the editor. Um, but there are just a couple of presets to get you started quickly. If you just want a nice page, you select one of these and then boom, your, your page is, uh, can be live. But for the people who want to spend a little bit more time and really want to have their own, uh, use their own colors and fonts and, and border radius and all kinds of stuff, uh, then that is possible. So we provide a lot of flexibility, but we don't want to lose out on the user experience of setting up your page and just like a minute or something. Um, and so, yeah, we, we spend a lot of time on that. Like if you're just uh, logging in with your universal profile, you can mint your first UPN, UPN NFT, like the, the NFT that holds your domain name. You can mint it for free. Uh, and yeah, then you can select uh, a template and yeah, hit save and your, your universal page is already uh, live. So you can go through the onboarding uh, very quickly if you want. And yeah, if you have some more time and really customize uh, things, uh, then that is also an option. I think like people are starting to kind of open up a little bit to this idea of this, like we're finally getting a revolution of, of user experience in this space, right? It's been the same since day one, <laughs> like as far as like the having to deal with, you know, your private keys and a wallet and exchange and all this stuff. Um, so, so the Luxo standards being able to change that is so nice. Um, and then, but also with that, we're getting to change like the, I mean, the experience in, um, and that, it's hard, I don't know what term, but we're changing instead of just a, a, a wallet on Etherscan, right? It's like a MySpace page that you can customize yourself when it's like, so the whole, you can curate the experience for your customers as well. So it just becomes much more enjoyable, um, simpler yet enjoyable as well. Um, so I think that the curation part is so, is so exciting. It's going to help bring more people into the space and into your page, for example. And then 
that's linked to your universal profile, which allows us to dial in deeper so someone can, you know, find the creators and the builders that were behind the project and they can hire them or go find more of their work to collect. And it just kind of, it just creates this network of, uh, this network effect, you know, within, uh, within the user experience, which I think is fascinating. So I actually had a question about the UPN, right? So the UPN allows us to mint our page name as an NFT, like our universal page as an NFT. Um, I guess before I ask any more questions, why don't I ask you guys, Vlad, can you explain us that process a little bit? Because I think the applications are easy for me to see than the technology behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can definitely uh, give you a little bit uh, more information of what, and also for the people listening right now and not sure yet what an UPN means or uh, what it stands for. It's basically your universal page name. So when you get started with universal page, you can mint, this free NFT that will hold your universal page name. And this name will serve as your identifier for your page, meaning that your site will be created under that subdomain. So if you get your name, Ethelorian, then ethelorian.universal.page will show your uh, universal page. Um, and yeah, the first one you can mint totally for free. So everybody in the Luxor community can use the tool without having to jump through all the hoops, buying a Lux and then sending that to your universal profile. Um, especially with the transactions cost being handled by uh, a relay service, uh, which is initially subsidized by Luxo. So this means that you can create your universal profile and mint your first NFT um, yeah, without any hassle. Um, so we also aim for this to showcase how we, yeah, we can onboard new people into Web3. Uh, but besides the smooth user experience, we also hope um, yeah, that this project can showcase what these NFTs uh, especially NFTs 2.0 uh, can bring um, because yeah, it indeed holds your, uh, it represents basically your universal page. Uh, but yeah, the uh, technology side is actually quite simple. So it can hold your, uh, your name basically as your, your token ID, uh, which is not allowed in any of the old standards, which is just a number like number three or number eight, or number 12. And this uh, now your token ID basically holds your uh, your universal page name and uh, yeah that nft is using the lsp8 standard uh, it lives on the on the luxo blockchain and yeah it powers each universal page and the interesting part is if you own that nft like the, the universal page is showing the universal profile of the uh, the yeah the owner of that nft so um if i own jake.universal.page uh, if i transfer that to Ethelorian or you buy that from me uh, and I have my customized project as soon as you the ownership has been transferred it if you go to that URL it will start to show the universal yeah the, the universal profile of Ethelorian because he is now the owner of that NFT and actually Ethelorian is now also the one who controls that project so he can now log in and start making changes to the page and I can no longer do that uh, and that's actually something that's quite nice that uh yeah that can be done quite easily using these nfts if you want to do that with yeah web3 projects it, yeah there are a lot of like uh yeah, services or escrow services that you can use to transfer uh, ownership of, of a website uh, usually they take a lot of a uh, big percentage in 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 this, the whole transfer and the sale and it can also take quite some time before that happens and this is now all happening uh, so that's that's kind of cool aspect and another thing that i would 
would like to uh, highlight about this NFT is uh, <laughs> it not only shows your unique, uh, it's not only your unique identifier, but it also has like a cool image attached to it. Uh, uh, if you go to like the, the second image of that NFT, you would see it's like a little 3D art kind of thing. And it also has the universal profile image of the owner uh, inside the image itself. And <clears throat> to, uh, yeah, uh, elaborate a little bit on the, how that worked. Uh, so previously, this could only be done if you would store your NFT metadata on a centralized server, Google Drive or something. But this image is uh, yeah, actually stored on IPFS, so the peer-to-peer -peer network for storing and sharing data uh, in a distributed file system. And <clears throat> you, you cannot just change the image that is on that desk. It's just so having some IPFS hashes. So, um, so if you would use the yeah, the ERC-721 standard, uh, it would be impossible to do, but with the UPN NFT that's using the LSP-8 standard, uh, that allows to programmatically update uh, the on-chain metadata. Uh, we're now actually, if I'm coming back to that image in the NFT that holds the profile picture of the owner, uh, what is actually happening once you transfer uh, universal profile, at that point, some code will be executed that checks which universal profile is the new owner, and then the profile image will get fetched and that UPN image will be regenerated to now include the picture of this uh, inside this new image. So this new image that belongs to IPFS and the new hash reference will be updated on chain inside the smart contract. So now the new owner has full ownership over uh, the name and over the project, uh, but also that image that is attached to it uh, will also include their universal profile picture. Uh, so yeah, I just, thought that was something that was cool uh, to highlight because I don't think a lot of people has, has noticed that. That is, that is a really cool feature of it. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, Jake, but I think that maybe this comparison would resonate with um, people who are you know using NFTs for 3D PFPs and whatnot that you know this is the same, this kind of functionality is the same thing that would allow the person who owns um, uh, accessories for like clothing um, to have what they own go on to a 3D avatar that gets transferred to them. Am I, am I in the right ballpark there? Yeah, I think it does. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure. The, the only thing that, like, this is, uh, I wanted to highlight this because this shows that this, this flexibility of these new standards, uh, that they can lead to many things. Like, this is just something that we came up with, um, but there are probably a lot of new things that other people can come up with and, um, uh, yeah, and use these standards uh, to, to kind of evolve NFTs to what they really can become. Right, and uh, just again, it's again uh, sort of uh, uh, um, a pinpoint in that um, it's not just um, blockchain itself, right? There is um, specialized software that needs to be built to enable these experiences. So we have specialized service um, to enable this specific experience for solely just because it's a contract we are aware of. It's a contract of the you know universal page name, 
contract right uh, and uh, we know that we we can do this sort of we we all, first of all we also have a key for the ownership of this contract so that's why we can actually update metadata of it um but we cannot we cannot obviously you know own the tokens of it we just can update metadata um and so that, that's kind of uh important to specify and also on this note that um we are also looking into expand sort of this idea to contracts we don't own for example um a lot of um historic, i don't know uh i'll not say a lot um i would say we've seen uh um, cases where let's say on ethereum some marketplaces people would transfer assets and then transfer back or buy back or and so on so it basically becomes very complicated to track down the history of asset which been listed by some, uh, let's say, address. And that can lead to some potential um, well, um, unexpected situations where the asset can be still be listed on the marketplace and the seller doesn't know about it um, just because the asset been kind of transferring back and forth between accounts. Um, and then the asset can be sold and that would be not really exactly what seller would like or seller doesn't even know the actual selling the asset. So um, so I think this contracts of LSP and LSP8 and what we are trying to look into more moving forward is in, is to enable additional security around um, at least security or prevention or like a warnings in the worst case scenario to the customers that um, if they do some action on our marketplace, they... Um, they they need to be aware that they need to let's say unleash some asset, or we can suggest them to unleash or take some other actions on chain to make sure that if that asset somehow turns around or something changes in on chain state, that the asset the, once they acquire it back or the same contract or the same uh, let's say LSP seven um, contract, then they cannot just like lose or some assets for price that they did not even list for. Uh, it it's kind of uh, gets complicated with LSP8. Well, then, sorry, LSP8 is sort of straightforward actually because it is, you sell and buy specific token ID, like sort of today on Ethereum chain, and I'm not sure about other chains. But LSP7 is quite different because it's a number. It's a number of items. So let's say ten shoes of same kind. Um, so if you sell three and buy three back. Like, do you still list 10? It's the same contract, but it's a different number of assets in your profile. So you you may still want to, you may, you may, you may still assume you list seven, but you bought back three. So your account owns 10. So it, it gets very complicated very fast. So I think we're um, looking into multiple areas, how to uh, prevent those unfortunate scenarios where you can just um, sell something you don't didn't want to what i appreciate is that you're thinking about this vlad right and i also like uh again that you're taking these kind of unintended consequences of complicated transactions firstly and at the outset versus like i don't know i mean i guess we don't have mainnet where you could rush to mainnet and then break it and then have everybody with torches coming to find you anyway um but I do appreciate, because I, I, I do know you, Vlad, you're a guy and you're measured in your thought process. Um, and I think 
that is what the ethos of development on Luxo really is, right? It's creating a safer user experience for the average user on blockchain. So if, if all the thought that you and Vlad, I'm, I'm sorry, you and Jake are doing here as part of Universal Page to create this type of um, beautiful UI, um, nice and relatable use UX, and then the safety that is also then built in on the backside it's great work and i think it's going to actually i mean honestly i think that it's going to resonate with the community um when everybody finally gets to use it i know that like i'm clicking around in my universal page right now <clears throat> just on the backside, kind of like uh, uh instead of doodling i'm clicking and i really appreciate the intention um the intentional design that you've gone through both you and jake to make this thing usable and beautiful, um, and I can't wait to see more assets on there. Alt, I know that you've gone through here. I guarantee you've gone through here, and Rob as well. I see some of your assets. Like, what are your first um, impressions uh, using Universal Page on the L16 testnet? It's um, it's extremely intuitive. That's what I love about it. Like, I've done several videos going through different processes um, to just kind of show people what you know how dope the platform is but it's like i you need it you can just jump in there and start playing around and figure it out because it's so easy um and, and kind of what jake was alluding to earlier is the customization of it is a spectrum which i really really like you could literally do bare bones minimum and get a page up within a minute right you can just do like the the very minimum or you can spend a few hours and really dial in a look um so that's one of the, my favorite aspects of it is the uh, the customization part and yeah, and I think to get started, I think all you, I mean, as long as you have a universal profile, which, I mean, I guess you still can't, I don't know if you can connect them yet. I don't think so on L16, but basically all a profile and the browser extension to get started, and that's literally it. Yeah, yeah I just, dude, if you just, go, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> sir. Sure. Yeah, I just go wanted to, to, to add to that, that indeed, if you just, uh, like, install that, that browser extension, like, the first thing you do is create a universal profile, and then you yeah, you can start playing. So yeah, I would also like really to encourage everyone that is interested in this to uh, yeah, to try it out because it really shouldn't take too much effort to just click a, click around for a bit and um, yeah, just create like a fake profile or something. And if you want, just uh, yeah, send me a message or jump into the Discord. We can send you some some test NFTs uh, if you want to test out the cell uh, cell functionality or transferring and stuff. You you might need to. Uh, need to have some NFTs for that so you can create them y yourself. But also, if you need anything, just hop into the Discord and we're we're happy to help you get uh, get. Uh, and yeah, we really appreciate any type of feedback or uh, uh, yeah, um, anything that you have to say about the project. Basically, we really appreciate it. You know, I'd, I'd like to say to anybody that's listening, I I just went through uh, Universal Page pretty extensively over the past couple of days. Um, you know, this project is probably, from my experience, the most mature and advanced um, project in the ecosystem right now, especially when it comes to functionality. And I, um, you know, anyone who's been sitting around waiting for Luxo and waiting to see what this, um, this platform can do. And if you haven't been to Universal Page, um, you really should. You should really go check it out because it absolutely 
shows you what the possibilities are. I mean, this is very close to, in my mind, what a Web2 interface is like. Definitely know that you're on the blockchain, but you know, go go on there and, pl and play with it. You can create, you can mint an NFT, you can post it on their marketplace, you can sell it, make yourself another profile, um, another up, and, and go buy it from you and see how that works. It's it's very intuitive. Um, it's a beautiful interface, um, and it's a really cool project. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's where I double down on. I mean, I think <clears throat> it's got to be beautiful for people to want to use it. It's got to be easy to use for people to use it. I think you're accomplishing both things here, and and I, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually playing with this once it goes super live on mainnet, so I can um, see all the other creations that are coming in from the creator community that's there. And one thing I'm really interested, I don't know who's going to be the first one to do this, but someone is going to build up a brand, a business as a small creator using Universal Page. They're going to have their UPN and then they're going to sell that thing off. They're going to sell it to somebody and somebody is going to buy a business um, right inside this platform. And it's going to be done with such low friction that I think it's going to stun people. And I think that gets to the point both you, Jake, and Vlad have made where like there's functionality that's built in here that the average person is just not understanding yet and won't until they start to see it happen. And then it's going to really light up some eyes. Um, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that kind of, uh, let's say, ecosystem or economy that, that blossoms out from just this one platform, this, this singular application, which is pretty cool. Alt, you could probably sell me your business or vice versa. Are you selling me? You sell me yours. I just need a business to sell and I'll sell it. You know, you know, that because I think this is another another part of this that shouldn't go unlooked is the universal page name and that this is this is an NFT at work that that isn't three D art that isn't a profile picture. This is the function. This is an example of the functionality. Um, of NFTs that, uh, you know, I think we'll look back on this period of, of NFTs and, as art and NFTs as profile pictures as, I don't want to say a silly beginning to a great technology, but for lack of a better term, you know, there's, there's going to be some crazy functionality with, with NFTs that, that go beyond that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting when we get to, to mainnet and especially Right now we have like a very small and engaged community, but of course at some point it's going to change. A lot of new people are going to come in. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that everyone in this community can can grab the the name that they really want uh, as soon as possible when we're when we're going live. Uh, but it's also going to be interesting to see if, if people are going to yeah really spend time on creating a customized page and then put that UPN up for sale for someone else who. Do, does not have the time to put in the work to put a, to create a customized page and just looks at that NFT and says, hey, this, this universal page looks really nice. I'm just going to buy this uh, from them. And then they, boom, they have their own universal page with those stylings uh, applied to it. Um, I'm, I'm really cool. That's something that, that people are also going to use it for. Um, of course, we, we're going to have to see once we, we really go live. Yeah, Jake, I'm curious if you have an opinion on how you see this. 
um, domain name space unraveling in the ecosystem? Do you think that other projects that have, you know, their own version of a, a universal profile um, will will all use something like this where you, where you get a customized domain for your profile? Um, well, that's going to be interesting. Um, we have been talking with um, yeah, multiple people about this NFT. Um, we really wanted to be customized in a way that it really suited our project. Uh, so, it, yeah, it, it couldn't really serve as something that would be probably fitting for any other project, uh, although the contract is, uh, is of course, uh, uh, open source. Anyone can use the contract. There are a couple of very easy uh, functions that developers can use to uh, fetch the universal profile uh, of uh, by just providing that uh, universal page name. So any project could use it as an identifier for a universal uh, profile. Uh, but I'm not sure if this is going to be widely adopted. Um, I also spoke to Fabian uh, about like uh, setting up an like an ENS uh, kind of service, um, and he was thinking like maybe we should be the ones to try to build that for for Luxo. But yeah, we we really don't have enough time. We're just a small team of two persons uh, that uh, that have a lot of stuff to do, and there actually is a lot of things that yeah. Um, yeah, that, that come with that. But I'm pretty sure there will be like ENS um, uh, on Luxo. And yeah, we're just going to see if, if that's something that we can integrate with or not. Uh, I'm really not sure. Uh, we we just chose for now to focus on, on our product and the thing that we can provide. Uh, but yeah, because we're very agile, we can just adapt to anything. We're, you know, <laughs> things might evolve, things might change. Uh, we don't really know. Uh, but yeah, that also is really dependent on other people yeah, who, who want to pick up a project like that. Uh, there are a couple of things that are still missing in the Luxor ecosystem. And at some point, people are going to pick it up, uh, I think. So yeah, we're, we're just going to have to see. I don't know. I'm curious, guys, if if you have any one thing or a couple of things in particular that were especially challenging about creating and developing this project. You think about that for a second, Flat. You you have something that pops up in, <laughs> in your mind? Um, I, I I think it was more of um taking at uh, taking a look at the existing space, right? Um, obviously it's Ethereum, I think the the main driver, but then uh, totally like kind of recognizing the values of Luxo, specifically the standards and the actual values the standards are. Promising and delivering to to the to the um, environment and you know, ecosystem, and just take a look how we want to um, sort of expand and enrich the ecosystem. So I think, um, like exactly integrating and implementing those standards uh, from you know from specifically from application layer to you know the, all the hidden things people don't see. On the back end and such, um, and make it all work together. I think that was a little bit of a mind shift, <laughs> uh, but I think at this point we are sort of we see how you know um, um, how it can work and it would as work. Surprisingly, though, and maybe not, um, 
we during this process of development we so many times stumble on like oh well this seems like an own project on itself <laughs> and we like had to stop ourselves to like okay no no let, let's just uh make this work for us and move on um but i think there probably i don't know at least i, I don't know it's hard to recall but maybe three four five ideas uh, through development we've seen that you know could be just a separate project of itself on itself and uh, obviously we'll you know if there is one we will obviously transition to it uh, because it does uh, require a lot of um, things behind the scenes that to enable experiences we, we already provide today on, on testnet yeah and i think uh, to add that for me it was really uh, at the be beginning, like Universal Page was uh, the first hackathon project on the first uh, the first hackathon of Luxo, which is already like, I think almost a year ago. It's quite quite a long time. Uh, so for me, I was just uh, I, I created my first the Web three project uh, right before that that I never really launched. Uh, so to get to yeah, all these new standards and how universal profiles work under the hood. Like if you're building a product like we're building right now, you you really need to understand each of the standards and all these different aspects. Like, our, for, I mean, there are so many new things that, yeah, for me it was in the beginning also quite overwhelming uh, on how to deal with that. Uh, but yeah, over time, you're starting to understand these things uh, better and better. And then you also start to see, you know, the potential of it. And that I, I've been more excited pretty much every week. I get more excited about this project uh, and then things can be quite complicated. Uh, and I didn't have that much experience, especially with the smart contract development. I'm just super happy that I uh, uh, eventually um, yeah, teamed up with flat and we are a, a very good team together. We are both uh, core builders and, uh, uh, yeah, we've been making so much more progress uh, since we worked on this together. So, to me, that was just uh, yeah, really a blessing. Just wanted to say that. That's great, and it shows you guys are a powerhouse for sure. I love definitely. that you guys found each other. Go ahead, Alt. Hey, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, like it's definitely a lot more fun uh, building in this space with friends. So, congrats on that, guys. Yeah, thanks, man. It's really. It's really great to find someone that kind of has the same mentality and when it comes to building stuff, um, but also that we, we we're both quite experienced as developers, so we we kind of know the whole whole stack. But we have our own expertise as well, so I've been really focusing on the UI side of things and more front end development, and Flat uh, is doing handling a lot of things in the back end. So that's also something that's uh, sometimes a bit rare when you're just starting working together that you really have something that, that really fits, you know, and that you're, you're kind of working in, in the same way and you can really uh, progress together, but also that you yeah, uh, both have your own expertise that you can apply to it. Uh, yeah, it, it really helps the project a lot, of course. You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, we've talked many, many times um, <clears throat> in spaces or traded DMs, Vlad, we've traded DMs, um, many people in the room we talk frequently here that are just listening right now. It is a small community and it's a small community that's so focused on seeing some end state that I don't think any of us really even understand or know uh, what that's going to look like. We're just focused on seeing um, 
all of the work from builders like yourselves here, Jake and Vlad, come to fruition so we can play with it, right? I mean, it's so much fun going out there and playing with the tools and the projects and the experiences that you all spend hours and hours and hours of your life out of the spotlight putting together. Um, I can't wait for those things to, to come. So like I said, as someone who just likes to play around, I can play with it. And I, I guess, you know, as we move on to like an hour and 15 minutes of chat here, just at the end, I, I so like I said, as a community, we talk all the time. So this is a total speculative not i'm not holding you to anything but i've got to ask because you're both in the room like when what do you think when mainnet like if you were to throw a guess out there <laughs> when mainnet <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish i knew man i mean uh, we're sometimes joking around as well that we're kind of in the dark on that subject right i mean it's not much different for us than it is for you guys uh, uh although we are in tech with uh, people from luxo uh, quite a lot but uh yeah we, we don't know either um, we just need to make a guess uh, i don't know uh maybe end of the year or otherwise january i i think uh, one good indicator which is um sort of got like us even internally of guard and i think rob in <laughs> faced that when he tried uh universal page uh what this week or last week uh is that there's still um some like uh, major changes in the contract and i think what we've seen is obviously uh necessary changes and for obviously for long term meaningful but that also implied that some of the things that let's say if you today use a brand new uh, web, web web um extension to create profile you actually won't be able to use uh our uh, platform L16 is something we need to maybe adjust, but uh, it's it's hard. Um, it's sort of fun, fundamentally changing a couple of things. Is there also changes coming out to uh, LSP7, I, I think, or was yeah so LSP7. So um, I think those are some of indica indications we can treat as um, sort of polishing phase. Um, so you can infer, I think, <laughs> by yourself the rest. What does it mean where it puts us uh, and Laxo onto the mainnet uh, roadmap? Um, so, but I, obviously, you know, as, as always, uh, time will tell. I appreciate that. We've got Wolf down here listening today, and Wolf's always got the rocket on the launch pad. So I just want to let him know when to hit the ignition switch. So I figured I'd ask. <clears throat> guys, one last also, question. Uh, oh, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, there was just one uh, more thing that I wanted to highlight, uh, which was like, the importance of having this community and also um, how important it is for, for our, yeah, our project as well, like getting feedback, having people to uh, really try this out. Um, of course, if there are any big things going wrongly, we want it on a test net, of course, so we, we really uh, could help, uh, could use any help of anyone who wants to try it. Um, but also like in my own experience from uh building and launching other products, um, um, more web two products. It's always like you're building sometimes just by yourself for a very long time without getting any feedback because most of the time there are just not people uh, who are very interested at, during the building phase, right? Only when you're launching something, they just look at, is this something, is this going to solve a problem of, of mine or not? And then you can get some feedback, which um, is one of the, the yeah, uh, risks that you take when you're building something new 
Uh, that's why a lot of people also try to, uh, yeah, encourage people to build something as fast as possible and launch it as fast as possible. So you can get some feedback to know if you're on the good way or not, because otherwise you'll spend, uh, yeah, a lot of time uh, basically wasting your time. Uh, I mean, I've worked on a project, one project even for three years and it never really uh, got traction. Um, so to have, uh, yeah, a small group of people that are inside this, uh, yeah, that are, uh, given this feedback during this building time and even like uh, like right now inviting us to have an interview and talk about this project getting people excited um, yeah I just wanted to say that we really appreciate it and it's also really important uh, for us and it encourages us to yeah really continue with building and really put in the time and effort so when we get to launch and we get to main we're actually having this real uh, working and polished and yeah product with uh, all kinds of features uh, start which is what you're normally not doing a web3 project because you yeah you don't have that feedback yet and now we do have that so we kind of know when we're in the in in the right way already even before we're actually launching uh, so yeah i just wanted to say that that is uh, super important and i really appreciate it De definitely plus one on this and uh, um and also i think this also can be expanded to um other builders in, in the community and space that uh, I think one interesting uh, potentially not only collaboration and product, but also one interesting um, sort of communication. And we, I think we have a few short ones with few folks out there listening, I think, as well, um, is that uh, we could definitely leverage each other to ensure, uh, let's say, security of our platforms, security of contracts, uh, potential integrations long term, which really benefits. First of all, uh, all the users of Luxon, and I think uh, obviously uh, every every product, every, every um, <laughs> other uh, uh, interested interested person in Luxon ecosystem, uh, basically effectively, you know, it, it appreciates the asset. It, it obviously appreciates the um, the value of all the products together. So I think uh, one like yeah, like I think um, I would say the first. Uh, use case is literally just uh, cross kind of review of contracts and like uh, true just um, open feedback right um, uh, today we have obviously the app feedback so we definitely love the close loop um, short feedback loop uh, where people just show up and tell us hey I don't like this this doesn't work and stuff like that um, but I think um, for long term, this something maybe um, I don't know DAO keys DAO <laughs> I don't know uh, somebody else can uh, think about potentially connecting builders or establishing some sort of collaboration channel um, I don't know just an idea out there um, because uh, as we and I'm sure other teams bootstrapping themselves on Ethereum uh, costs to cover audit of contracts is pretty. Um, crazy in my personal opinion and if you are a good developer if you have a good um, base and foundation most likely uh, you know vulnerability is not going to be uh, major or non-existent but it also ensures uh, uh, also i think uh, importance not just the code quality uh, but also reputation right because uh, you know, uh, some we've seen recently, especially in some couple hacks, <laughs> sort of hacks, 
Uh, there are some just um, blunt uh, open holes in it for developers to do bad things. So I think reputation also matters in this context. That's a that's a great idea. I could see a conversation starting about 15, 15 to thirty minutes about that. Uh, yeah, it's it's great, and this is where I'm going to take it. I'll stand on the soapbox for a minute. Going back to last November with the hackathon, and then the results that came out in December, I think a group of us just said, "Hey." if we don't start talking about this, if we don't start surfacing these great builders and giving spotlight to what is being built in the ecosystem and start bringing conversations to bear, people who are the individuals that are building and not the giant brands, the giant brands are getting support, but there are so many great minds that are the individual, the small creator, the small agile team. If we don't start surfacing those people, creating energy around these projects, creating energies around that community, then we're doing a disservice to each other. And that was kind of the impetus behind why Keystow started. And although the depth of it, we've yet to be able to actually action a voting structure widely, a lot of that is done based, you know, it's conversations that have been ongoing uh, relative to the development of Luxo mainnet. Um, but Vlad, you're 100% right when you identify the need for us to support each other, not only for the, like you said, short-term closed feedback loops for the products that we're building, but definitely uh, six space and how we're looking out for each other, how we're watching over one another to ensure that the space is, is built out correctly. Uh, that, that's something that, that this community, we're a small community, only 13,000 holders. And I think the community of people who actually engage and listen in these spaces is even smaller than that. We need to stick together and build together um, in whatever capacity to it, because there's lots of people out there with money that could definitely help contribute on the audit side uh, that may not be able to build themselves, but it's a matter of connecting people with the resources that they need. So I, I appreciate that plug and that that's ultimately that's why KeysDAO started. And that's kind of the, where we're, where we've been trending this whole time to provide those types of resources wherever we can, whether it be um, human capital, financial capital, or any other capital that you can come up with, including the capital of your favorite country. Right. So I guess I'll leave it there. Okay. Hour and 22 minutes. Anyone else have anything to add before we close this down? I got my fingers itching. One more question for me. Um, anything on the roadmap that you want to share, guys? A little bit of alpha. Um, so I can already speak. We're, we're both working on different sides of the platform right now. I can speak a little bit of what I'm working on. Uh, at this point, it's launched pretty soon. So on the, the editor side of the universal page, um, it was not yet possible to completely have control over uh, which NFTs you wanted to show. So now there will be an option to hide certain NFTs from your page. Uh, there will be an option to easily uh, order them in different orders. So you can put uh, the ones that you want to highlight somewhere on top and the other ones you can drag and drop them. It's all easy and very uh, user-friendly. Uh, you can even create new uh, groups and you can uh, yeah customize them as well. So you can say, I want a highlighted group or a group of my uh, digital assets. And you can have these little tabs that you can switch between these different groups. So you can have, yeah, you can create categories for your page. Um, so these are a couple of things that I'm pretty excited about for the editor because I had them in my mind for I never really got to it. And now 
Uh, it's actually working pretty well, but I just need to finish up a couple of things. So uh, that is something that I can already say that is going to be on the test net uh, test environment uh, uh, very soon. Um, and yeah, Vlad, you can talk a little bit about uh, the things that you're working on. Sure, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, we did obviously a lot of like basic functionalities, right? Like the, you can list the asset, you can unlist it, uh, you can change the price, you can update the timeline of your asset. But a lot of um, small details around the listings, which are, you know, enable a lot of customizations in our opinion. Um, obviously, integration of royalties and such, uh, which is kind of, you know, given as a foundational pieces of, of any marketplace. Um, we did a lot of push and uh, experience improvement around offers. When you make offer, you can tap and tap your offer um, with additional, you know, lux T right now. Um, and you can obviously select, uh, for, let's say LSP7 is quite interesting because uh, you may have um, different listings for different people, for different profiles and different amounts. So um, because it's the same sort of asset, just different amounts being listed for different prices. So you can actually offer, make an offer, let's say um, 10 items has been listed, but you can say, I, want, I would like to buy seven for a specific total amount. So it's kind of... Um, I think different, quite quite different approach um, to what uh, today I guess um, exists in uh, um, well, a like LSP eight like markets. Um, so we will we are actually curious to yeah see how how that makes sense. I, I think that's for us, but you know we just again just two people, so we'll definitely watch out for any feedback. Um, so we are. Um, and just to be clear, right, this is a quite wide range of uh, number of smart contracts on the chain. Um, main one is sort of um, two main ones, LSP7 and LSP8 accordingly, accordingly, marketplace contracts. So they are the ones that uh, Universal Profile authorizes uh, the assets um, to be used, right? So the marketplace needs, to, needs your authorization in order to actually complete transaction, right? So if you try to list some asset, and uh, that will be required for transaction to be actually completed. So if somebody, somebody tries to buy it, in marketplace the one the contract of marketplace will be making a transaction. But there are listings offers uh, contracts that are uh, tracking you know, some assets, some listings, and other details and marketplace functionality. But that's not uh, uh, those are not the ones that will do any anything to your profile. So it's quite, quite um, easy to track at the, at the end of the day. Uh, LSP7, LSP8 marketplace can be obviously fixed addresses um, once deployed the mainnet. So it should be also kind of more, provide more clarity and control over what's going on on chain with your profiles. Um, something that is upcoming and it's, I would say maybe 60%, well, let's call it a from contract perspective and security. From contract is done, uh, hopefully, correctly. Uh, security, that's what we are working right now. Um, just basically running a lot of tests and around it. And then we'll do obviously the um, all application UI logic around it and you know surface it to end customer. We are working on all. And um, uh, just to be clear, uh, like Lorraine mentioned, uh, we collected a lot of different ideas from, I think, uh, alts as well from you and I think from Rob and I, I, I don't know, I, I hard to remember exactly, it was multiple people who just threw out like a couple 
There are some ideas, but uh, I think there are a lot of them and very cool ones. But we settled on auctions as the next step for us. Um, and it's actually quite complicated <laughs> once you come down uh, to all the you know little details around that. Uh, auctions come around only LSP8 um, just because it's, you know, you buy a specific thing and not just count of the same thing. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be quite a bit of, again, flexibility around auctions. Um, and, but roughly, uh, idea is sort of similar. You, um, you know, you, you, somebody starts the auction and then you sort of tap off uh, you tap tap your bid every time you want to become the highest bid and and that pushes the timeline by i think five minutes but then that's all will you know can be configurable and as we adjust to the feedback and then uh, there is end decision obviously once auction is closed there is a decision by um, the seller whether they would like to you know actually close and execute the transaction or cancel all of it Something interesting that we also expanded, and I don't know if we uh, covered that, but um, notifications in my activity section on the universal page. So it sort of shows all the activity related to marketplace and your profile uh, more more uh, in in marketplace relation, not like the profile activity on chain, or, or like a like a block explorer sort of. We don't do that, um, but it shows a lot of things like you know you. you offers you made the auctions you, you've been participating in and such just because uh, you would need and I think we will try to improve this but currently you would need to go and like sort of um, manage that to cancel your offer to get your locks back from the contract um, because you, when you make an offer you prepay the amount so um, yeah so, so sort of we're doing auctions and then we'll I think We'll try, we always strive to improve on user experience. Um, but um, yeah, it, it all takes time. So obviously again, once again, if if you see something can be improved, say something uh, in uh, Discord um, and we will obviously take it into account. Cool. So one last thing and then we can, can wrap it up. Um, there will probably, besides the UPN NFT, also be NFT we are going to launch, but the details about that, I cannot talk about that yet. There's also a lot of stuff to uh, be discussed with uh, Flat and myself. Also, we, yeah, like Flat already said, we got a document with a lot of different ideas. And um, yeah, we need to also discuss how we're going to plan things in and what the roadmap is going to be. And um, the cool thing is that we're actually going to do this in person because next week on uh, Wednesday, uh, we actually meet in person because Vlad is in the Netherlands, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I'm definitely going there and we can discuss these things uh, together, but also hang and chill. So that's really cool. And yeah, we're definitely going to uh, discuss a lot of things. So all the details about that we'll see, you will hear later. Um, but yeah, that's just the last thing that I wanted to uh, let you guys know. And speaking of timeline, right? Like when we when you ask us about anything, we're actually pretty open. Uh, I, I mean, these are small things we just discussed. Literally, we started like a week two ago. It's not something that's been hidden for any time. So we actually, I think, been functioning sort of in open. Um, so yeah, <laughs> as long as if you follow, you obviously will see what, what we're doing. That's awesome, guys. Thank you so much for popping up. 
this is a uh, yellow turtle yellow turtle here i've just been kind of a fly on the wall listening i love to hear you guys speak i love hearing about your project um and the the big things they're going to come in the future um yeah just always amazing amazing stuff um and you know what you guys put out there for information um engaging with the community is yeah it's unmatched and it goes a long way um to show how much you guys care and how great of a product and project you guys are building um so i just wanted to throw out there that uh for everyone in the audience um who attended today there is a po app uh for the event uh it is can be minted through a secret code and the secret code is universal dash page dash nft that's universal dash page dash nft feel free to go mint it um just a little you know give back to the community for joining us listening to us and uh always participating yeah again thank you guys so uh and if anybody has any questions with the po app please feel to dm me at yellow turtle 47 or on the keys down twitter yeah thank you guys thank you that's so sick Po apps are awesome. <laughs> Thanks for get, doing that, guys. Uh, that's wonderful for the community. Uh, my closing thoughts were like I've been I've been dreaming of this top ten NFT sections on my page, this kind of thing for a while. So like implementing that, I'm glad to hear you guys are doing something like that. That's so cool. Um, and auctions for LSP8 sounds really dope. I I imagine it's pretty complicated to kind of build a flexible structure for it. Um, but I'll be excited to see you know what that turns into. Um, it's funny because I've been doing some I've been doing some like clone um streams like some i basically from vr to to host um some auctions and it's really cool um because more and more people are kind of it's becoming an experience to do these auctions um but some people are also hesitant to connect to um really any ethereum based you know site right you don't want to connect your wallet to really anything so i think it's really cool to to move forward with these luxo standards to, to make the security side of things more customizable as well um to just do it all through your universal profile you know will take the anxiety of that out of that experience um but just overall like it's I, I think it's really awesome that you guys have come from uh you know a hackathon one entry to a hackathon two judge already like the the progress you're making and uh that you're inspiring a lot of other people to to go out there and build and create so i i appreciate everything you guys do and uh yeah continue crushing it and I guess the only thing that I'm going to end with is I'm just sad I'm not in the Netherlands because I would love to shake both your hands. And someday, Vlad, you can mix me a drink because I know you're quite the bartender. And uh, I guess on that note, uh, we're going to close out season two, episode three of The Pink Pill. Um, very, very thankful for Jake and Vlad to join us today. We'll be back next week, season two, episode four. Everyone, wherever you are in the world, enjoy your Sunday. Thank you.